Never. I can't drink dairy <laughs> at a party. <laughs> what am I, an animal? Hello, hello, hello. We're on our brand new microphones. Hopefully it sounds good. Watch those be like staticky and like horrible. I hope not. I know. Yeah, we upgraded. We have some new gear and we're just trying to make the best podcast on the earth, really. Yeah. You know, um, just low stakes. Joe Rogan, we're coming for your neck. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we're excited to upgrade the pod a little bit, get that good quality in, and we're we're really kicking it off with a super good quality movie today. <laughs> oh my god! Like when we, I we just have to like say it so we can get into it. Yeah, we are doing. 2001's Holiday in the Sun starring one and only, or I guess two and only. Two and only, yeah. (laughs) Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Yes. This was actually my first ever viewing of this movie. Really? I thought you had seen it before. You're you're a fan of The Challenge, right? Yes. I'm a big fan of The Challenge. I watched New York Minute a lot growing up. I watched- Oh, yeah. uh, it takes two a lot growing up. Yeah. But some of the other ones, like when we did Passport to Paris, that was the first time I'd ever seen that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was my first, you know, experience with Holiday in the Sun. I did know that Megan Fox was in it. However, As I, did I did not know that Austin Nichols from One yes. Tree Hill was in it. That scared me because he <laughs> looks a lot like Sterling Knight. Oh, yeah. And for a second I was like, is that a young Sterling Knight, but he's like pretty. He's pretty young compared to the Olsen twins, mm-hmm. like like the age difference. And I was like, is he just older than I think he is? And I was like, no, 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 no. The, I know this guy from One Tree Hill. Yes. Like that's that's the connection. Julian Baker himself, exactly. Uh, always playing the nerd. Always, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the movie, though, he at the time, like they were fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, in real life mm-hmm. he was like 23 absolutely and so was the other guy they were both in their 20s and i'm like that's disgusting they also i don't know though if it's just that early aughts over sexualization of teenage girls right. like the way that they're treated in this movie is very like adult that's why so there's a line that she says i think um i think ashley says where she's like we're eight we're almost 18 and I was like, okay, sure, I could buy it. And then she was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, in three years. And I was like, oh, there. Oh, no. Babies. So. Children. Yeah. That was that was pretty shocking. She's wearing like a sexy like crop top. They're like, yeah, let's steal a yacht. I'm mm-hmm. like, let's go to what's jail. What's going on? <laughs> in the Nassau, in the Bahamas, mm-hmm. international foreign prison. Yeah insane but just so you guys know how dedicated we were to doing Kate and ashley flick you know those in america may not be aware but for us canadians it is very difficult to access any Kate and ashley films i had to buy this too yeah i had to buy i couldn't find it i had to buy the physical dvd <laughs> i had to we had to buy a physical disc 
to watch this one. So I now have a four movie uh, variety pack of Holiday in the Sun, Amazing. Winning London, Passport to Paris, and When in Rome. So if you want to see any of mm. those, I mean, we've already done Passport to Paris, but if you want to see Winning London or When in Rome, let us know because I own them now. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God, Christina, like we have to get you the DVD. Like, don't worry, I'll find it somewhere. Yeah. Not available. Really? I thought that all of them were added to like HBO or something. I'll have to double check HBO. <laughs> Actually, I can. Or am I just see thinking on, on my phone? I might just be thinking of So Little Time, their TV show. Maybe that's what's on HBO now. Maybe because um, I couldn't find it anywhere, and then I was like, "How much is it to buy?" I was going to buy it off of Amazon. They said not available in your country. Oh my god! So I bought it off of iTunes. <laughs> Oh, but okay, you could still buy a digital copy. Though. I couldn't even yes, buy like yes. a digital copy anywhere. Oh, that's crazy. So I was like, I'll rent it from YouTube. I'll buy it, you know, a digital – nowhere. I went to iTunes. It was like not available in your country. And I was like, sick. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So I don't know why the streaming conglomerates hate women so much that they won't give us know. access to the Mary-Kate and Ashley universe. Yeah, no access to birth control, mm -hmm. no access to uh, menstrual products, no access to, to Mary Kate and Ashley. <laughs> and that's just being a woman in 2023 or tw mm. Jesus, 2024. <laughs> the pink tax, if you will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, we would give you some fun facts about this movie, but there are none. Yeah, the only thing I've ever seen about this film is just that, like Megan Fox has mentioned in interviews, she was like, I was so nervous mm -hmm. to be working alongside Mary Kay and Ashley because they were huge at the time. Yeah, it's her film debut. Right, exactly. But she, like, literally <laughs> is so – she's well, she's already beautiful, right. but, like – is so confident mm -hmm. in this that I would have never suspect, no. suspected she was at all nervous. Absolutely not. She she nails the part for sure. Yeah. Also hysterical to me that she just kind of disappears halfway through the movie and we never see her again. <laughs> and there's never like a climactic moment where yeah. it's like you're stealing my man and like throws a drink at her and no. he's like this has to end. The plot be thin as fuck. Yeah. Is there a plot? Question mark? Question mark, for sure. It remains to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> and we've finished the film. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, I think that we should just dive right into this bad boy. Absolutely. So we open up the film with an iconic musical moment, a beautiful needle drop. The one and only Island in the Sun by Weezer. And I was like, oh my God. I was simply vibing. You just went Jack Black on their asses. <laughs> I wish you could have seen the little dance moves that I was doing while I um while I sang that beautiful melody. But yeah, obviously I hear the song and I'm thinking Aquamarine. And I'm like, great, I'm dialed in. I'm set. I'm sorry, you were mistaken. <laughs> Little did I know that I would then proceed to hear this song about 15 more times throughout the film. <laughs> They're like, ladies, we have only got budget for one really big mm -hmm. song. Actually, they had a couple big yeah, songs. They, yeah. Actually, I was pretty impressed with the music budget. It was just weird to me <laughs> that we had so many repeats. repeats. 
Yeah. <laughs> One of which happens within maybe a 10-minute time frame, which we'll get to later. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Oh, it One Girl Revolution? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me having like PTSD from Cadet Kelly. <laughs> yep. Like I remember when I was a nom and it's just like um, – <laughs> What's her name? Jennifer Stone. Fucking Jennifer Stone being like, maggot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, we we zoom in to the frosty Illinois winter. The most low-def picture of the American uh, country, the country map. Yeah. (laughs) They're just like (laughs) – it's very similar to in Passport to Paris when they, like, travel by map to uh, yeah. Paris. It's a similar clip art kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, and we see our our young heroines, Madison and Alex Stewart, uh, played by Mary-Kate and Ashley. I actually did have, at the beginning, a little bit of a hard time differentiating between the two mm. because they didn't really yeah. change their hairstyles like they normally do. Like, one will be curly and one will be straight or they'll have, like – different style but on this one they were kind of similar they were kind of throwing me for a loop yeah but luckily like i know their faces well enough that i can like tell them apart usually mm-hmm. so they're sitting in their science class and the teachers you know droning on about oxygen and photosynthesis blah 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 no one cares alex she's too busy daydreaming about being on a beach surrounded by hot guys while madison is dreaming about being on a boat surrounded by hot guys so you know the twin telepathy going strong they realize that they're both fantasizing about their winter break plans in hawaii and this is going to be their first ever trip without their parents whoa so it's a big deal But before they know it, they get called to the principal's office and they have to leave class while everyone goes, ooh. Classic. 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 So (laughs) this is the first of like many uncanny things that happen Mm -hmm. in this movie. Mm -hmm. So the girls go into the hall and who do they meet? Their father's assistant, who I guess is legally allowed to pick them up from school. Yeah. She's one of the registered <laughs> people that's allowed. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, come on, girls. I'm here to whisk you off early, like, for the holiday. Did you finish your finals? And they're like, yeah. And she's like, did you ace them? And they're like, um, yeah. we hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so already we're like, okay, let's set the scene. Mm-hmm. They're rich. They're smart. Mm-hmm. And they're the hottest girls in school. Right. And they're 15. <laughs> So that's weird. Um, Like, I just feel like them daydreaming about guys would not fly in 2024. No. Yeah. Like, girls don't want to see that. Absolutely Um, And maybe they never did. But, like, now it's, like, especially, like, people get – Egregious. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So they go to the freaking tarmac because they're getting into a private jet um, from their stretch limo. (laughs) Okay. So – The way I would – hate these girls <laughs> if I went to school with them. You imagine you're just like in science class and then like the two beautiful rich twins who are probably Literally. super popular get picked up early in a limo to go to a private jet. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? I would poison them. <laughs> 
like my teenage brain would not be able to handle being like yeah you know level-headed about that i would Dude, be like, I would you know, know their paris fault. geller so quick <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i would ruin their lives i don't know how yeah. but i'd figure out a way figure it out yeah and so they're like oh like i guess we're getting on the private chat again whatever <sighs> and <Same old. laughs> and they get on the plane where they meet up with their dad turns out their dad is a pilot mm-hmm. and he's like ladies I'm taking you to Atlantis. And they're like, the lost city. And he's like, no, the resort in the Bahamas. And they're like, dad, we were really looking forward to going on vacation in Hawaii with our friends from school. And they're just the most ungrateful pieces Mm -hmm. of shit right now. Mm -hmm. And then – one of them is like, there's no luau's in the Bahamas. Like, there are no lifeguards in the Bahamas. What? <laughs> what do the Bahamas have that Hawaii doesn't? And their dad is like, me and your mother. <laughs> so they give in, I guess. I'm like, you don't have a say. <laughs> first of I all, I guess we'll go on this private jet to the Bahamas. Ugh. Yeah, like <laughs> barf. And then they put in an ad for Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> and their father just like he's like, oh, you girls must be hungry. Hmm, I think I have something around here. Ah, and then like under Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Then a fucking fucking man in a donut costume pops out, (laughs) waving a flag. Like, literally stuffed under one of the chairs on the jet are two boxes of, like, a dozen donuts. (laughs) We're, like, it's not even close to being at any way far into the movie. There's so much to go. First of all, me eating a dozen donuts on a plane ride, I would vomit. Like everywhere. Just number just setting the tone, first of all. Why did you pull them out from under a chair? (laughs) Under a fucking chair. Oh my god. I just have so many and then the way the twins like they're like, we can work this in. Don't worry, guys. And they're like make it seem natural. They're like, uh, our security blanket, like Krispy Kreme glazed donuts are what you need to feel comforted. On your private jet? Yeah, on your private. (laughs) This is the tip of the iceberg, okay? Yeah, there's still so much to come. Oh, my God. So, the whole, well, actually, you go, we'll talk about it in, we'll talk about it in one moment. Sure. Please, please, Christina. (laughs) So we then get some uh, some really high quality. <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna make it through this episode. We get some really high quality B roll that literally was making me nauseous. Like, I, <laughs> I there is not one shot in this movie that is at a ninety degree angle. No, it's all at a Dutch angle. We're always. Yeah. Just slightly tilted. There's also like a lot of black and white, like oh my god, like, to catch a predator style where they're like, <laughs> like mugshot. 
my favorite is spoiler alert um when what's his face is sitting in jail and we just have this like very <laughs> forlorn black shots and white of him. shot of him just like pensively Dude, in jail later on we're gonna get to a scene where they have a lot of black and white interspersed mm-hmm. shots mm-hmm. and we'll talk we'll get more in depth yeah we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the cinematography depth. of it all um <laughs> But yeah, they're they're flying into the Bahamas. We get all of these like shots of the Atlantis Resort, and this is where they really start to clue you into the fact that like this movie is one big advertisement. Exactly what I was going to say. But what really clued me in is on the DVD. Do you know what plays before the movie starts? An ad for Atlantis. Yes, like just a full blown oh ad. <laughs> It's a full-blown commercial. Oh, my God. I'm right so glad you got the, the DVD to see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know how, like, DVDs would have trailers and stuff? Of course. And, you know, different ads. That's the only thing that plays right before, you know, the main menu of the DVD. But. Bro. Yeah. So. It is literally an ad. Yeah. We see, like, the aquarium and, like, panning shots of the ground and, like, everybody having great times. And there's a water slide. Family fun for all. So we then, you know, land in the Bahamas. The whole family reunites on the tarmac. Just, you know, a happy, loving, wealthy family vacation. I do think it's interesting to note that this movie came out just after 9-11 happened. Whoa, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so kind of crazy timing. Mm, yeah. I believe, let me see what month it was. Let's just double check. November. Yeah. So literally like a, a month, two months later. Wow. And that's pretty crazy as well. And I like wondered too – there's no way to know, but I wondered if certain parts had been reshot. Mm, yeah. And they have, like, a call, like, as soon as they get off the plane or, like, once they get to the resort and they're, like, talking to their friends, like, oh, do you make it safely? Oh, good. Like, see you soon. Da-da-da. Oh, yeah. But I just am curious about that. Like, and also maybe that's why they did a private plane instead of, like – A commercial airport yeah. situation. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that but Mm. i just am curious just posing questions if anyone's worked on the film if anyone knew of any rewrites let us know please so they get to the hotel and the parents surprise the girls they're finally old enough to get their very own suite wow and i'm like that's bold (laughs) Mm -hmm. so they're like go check in at the front desk see if the graysons have arrived that's their family friend that they're going to be in Atlantis with. Mm -hmm. So the girls go to the front desk where they're just immediately cut in line by the one and only Megan Fox playing Miss Brianna Wallace. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, were you in line? Anyway, messages, please. Like, (laughs) doesn't give a fuck. And the receptionist is like, oh, Miss Wallace, how's your father? And she just goes, He's in the casino wondering why this is taking so long. (laughs) Just the gall of a 15-year-old child. It's unmatched. Mm -hmm. So she snatches the messages out of this poor woman's hands. Why does this 15-year-old have messages? Anyways, it doesn't matter. I know, I know. What? (laughs) None of it makes sense. No. And it it won't. No, it won't. And it won't. (laughs) So 
she turns around, she tells the girls to take a number next time and just shoves past them. So just as they're asking about the Graysons, they arrive, they're like greeting their parents. So the girls go over and say, hi, Griffin, aka a Mr. What's his name? Julian Baker. Julian Baker. Austin Nichols in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know his name. Yeah. I just know him as uh, Sophia Bush's husband. Yeah. So. That's all you really need to know. <laughs> right. But it is a young him. He has a crush on Madison, played by Mary Kate. Like, of course. Meanwhile... Chad Grayson wants to talk business with Harrison Stewart, but he's like, no work for the next five days. And I'm like, are you telling me that you're in the airline business or you just fly a plane for fun? I think that he just flies planes for fun because he says something about being like the COO or something like that of Chad's <laughs> company. He's like, as, okay. as your COO or like as your CFO, like no business talk for the next five days. So I'm like, oh, is he just like flying PJs for fun? Just for the, the shits and gigs. Just for the fam, you know? Save money on on first class. I'll just fly right. my own private I'll just jet. fly the PJ. Yeah. I wish that they had the budget and like the writers and directors to make more of a succession type movie. Right. And that would be so, like, a sweet treat in my mouth. Right. Like, especially now that they're clothing moguls. There's a market for it. I would watch Someone it. Someone should just do a little sneaky, sneaky, like, here, I'm pitching a TV show <laughs> to <laughs> famous. <laughs> two famous twins. What happens behind the scenes? Mm -hmm. And it's like, like, it's like the idol, but better. Like, good. Yes, yeah. And... It's, like, based off of their lives, but, like, mm -hmm. not legally. And... Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> and also, she was one of the last people... I can't remember if it was Mary-Kate or Ashley. It was Mary-Kate. Mary-Kate. Yeah. To see... Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Mm -hmm. The night of his passing. And the first person that the assistant called when she found his body. Mm. And what's up with that? Yeah, what's up with that? Still, so many questions. So that could be in the show that we that we're writing are pitching about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just could be about anyone. Yeah, any famous child actor twins could be anyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who's to say? T and Tamara Mowry, maybe. Yeah, there's no way to tell. Who's gonna know? No one's gonna know. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So oh sorry so. The Stewart girls head to the beach while the Grayson kids head to the pool. Yeah. So we go to the beach and Alex is like, you know, these family vacations are great and all, but I think that we're old enough to be on our own. We're turning 18 in three years. Hee hee hee. So the girls then survey some of the boys on the beach, but Madison doesn't really seem to be too impressed by anybody and Alex is like, oh, don't tell me that you want to hang out with Chad and Jill and their bratty daughter, Keegan, and their nerdy son, Griffin. <laughs> and Madison is like, uh, babe, I don't know if you noticed, but Griffin doesn't seem so nerdy anymore. So 
looks like somebody's crush may be reciprocated. Mm-hmm. He's cute, but he's also like in his 20s. Yeah, he's also like an adult man and these are children. But Alex then spots a boy on the beach and she's like, now that one's ready for marriage. And she <laughs> says she can tell because he has a pierced ear, which means that he knows pain and he's bought jewelry. And I just want to know who wrote this. Yeah. I just need to know who okayed this. Mm-hmm. How this got made. It's a it's insane. It's an insane line, but I do love it. <laughs> and Alex then sees, you know, a bunch of people jet skiing, and she's like, "Are you thinking what I'm thinking? I feel the need, the need for speed." So we get this whole jet ski montage that again may as well be a commercial. While all the parents are just, like, cheersing their drinks. Love that, like, you know, parents are enjoying a little midday cocktail. Oh, Harrison has a martini every day. Absolutely. Literally one of the lines that I've written down in the dinner scene was, love that Papa Stewart is a martini man. Yeah. It's like how in uh, Legally Blonde, how the dad always has a martini in his hand. Yes, yeah. Same vibe. Yeah, on the plane, he's like, I need to be on the beach with a martini in my hand. Mm-hmm. As Jared Freed always says, beach by noon, that's the most important thing when you're on vacation. Beach by noon, that's smart. Mm-hmm. So later on, as the girls are walking up the beach, Griffin is just enchanted by Madison until he's interrupted by his little sister who like kind of sneaks up to him and is like, she's hot. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, fire. Like, it's just this really uncomfortable moment. Yeah. See, she's like something like hot enough and he's like, I don't know, something weird. You're like, yeah. (laughs) And then he's like, I swear I wasn't checking out Madison. I was scanning the horizon for ships. (laughs) And his little sister who's supposed to have this like genius persona, Mm -hmm. but it just comes off as like. Very like instead of like a Doogie Hauser, like a Malcolm in the Middle type, right? She's just insanely annoying, yeah, just insufferable, insufferable. <laughs> and Keegan is like, Sure, that's why your deeply repressed feelings are written all over your face. Get his ass. <laughs> so later on on the beach. Madison, they're just like laying down, and Madison's like, You know, I've decided that I'm gonna enjoy all the aspects of this vacation and let go of our, you know, Hawaii vacation dreams. And I'm just like, what reality are we living in when, like, you're at this beautiful resort that you've flown to in a private jet via limousine and you're, like, chilling on the beach that you're like, you know, I think I'm going to actually try and enjoy this. (laughs) I'm going to do my darndest (laughs) to have a good time. But, you know, this moment is interrupted by a boy who, like, lands on the beach after parasailing. And they're like, oh, my God, who is he? He's so hot. It's this blonde young fella. And he just, like, walks over to them. He's like, do you guys party? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, if this was a different movie, they would be buying drugs from him. (laughs) Yes. Do you guys want to party? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's not what happens in this movie. It's much more innocent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this boy hands him a flyer for a party that's happening at the hotel tonight. Yes. So we're at dinner, and as Christina mentioned before, Papa Stewart, martini in hand. Yeah. 
So everyone sits down. They talk about how Griffin will be going off to college next year, which I don't understand because later in the movie, she's talking to – Judy's talking to the mom, Jill. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, the girls are just growing up so fast. They're 15. Like, you've gone through it. Like, whatever his name is, Griffin is 16. Maybe he's like a gene. Maybe you know he's a de- genius graduating. They high kind of play early. like yeah. that. Like they kind of have a thing where it's like, oh, our children are um, geniuses. Yeah. So whatever. But Madison is like, oh, what do you want to study? And he's like, well, I've always been interested in winged animals, birds, bees, insects. And I'm like, oh, so you're a freak. <laughs> oh, so you're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah. So he's like. Um, I'm going to study aeronautical engineering. And Madison is impressed. Meanwhile, Alex is like, hmm, look at the time. Can we be excused? Uh, Scott invited us to a party. Love her looking at like the the non-existent watch on her yeah, arm because I do that all the time. <laughs> hmm, time to go. Yeah. They tell their parents that it's just at the hotel. So their dad's like, all right, just be back by 11. Like that's your curfew. Mm-hmm. And then Griffin asks his dad if he can go too. And he's like, yep, just, you know, make sure you're back by curfew as well. And Harrison says they're on their way to their kids not needing them. And Keegan chimes in saying the onset of adolescent is difficult for parents to accept. Insufferable. Sure. Thanks, Keegan. <laughs> Again, who wrote this? We have to wonder. But – we then go to the teen party that is being thrown <laughs> at this resort. You know, it makes me think about the teen party that's thrown at the ski lodge in High School Musical. Totally. I personally have never seen or been to a teen party at a hotel. Like, I've never heard of that happening in real life. Right. The closest thing I've been to in regards to, like, a teen party is when we went to, like, the regional show choir competition. Mm. And there was a night that they had a dance with okay. everyone from yeah. the different schools. And people were uh, getting pretty close to yeah. one another. It and that was, sounds like show choir. <laughs> it was, yeah, literal definition of like horny theater kids. Absolutely. Traumatizing. It's giving, uh, it's giving Crucible cast party. Um, if anybody yeah. remembers that deep cut that SNL, SNL sketch. sketch. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we're at this teen party. But what really elevates this teen party beyond anyone that I've ever seen in any other movie is that the Swedish pop group Play yes. is performing. This is why midway through the movie, I literally get confused. <laughs> that makes me sound so stupid. But I did <laughs> say, I was like, oh, you know who else met on a cruise ship? And like in my mind, I just had solidified that they were on a cruise ship. Oh, yeah. Because everything <laughs> they do is like – vibes. Cruise ship coded. Yeah. The whole movie. Mm-hmm. Because I was – what I was going to say about like the teen party thing, I'm like that seems like the type of thing that would happen on a cruise. Exactly. Like there's, you know, some sort of party for the adults and then they have like a teen party going on for the kids. And like there's mm-hmm. crews – like crew members that have to like wrangle these children. Um, I've never been on a cruise, but I imagine that's what it's like. Me neither. But yeah, Play is performing. They're performing their hit song, uh, It's Us Against the World, which... Us against the world. Like, I can say this too. <laughs> it's iconic. So good. Yeah. 
Uh, so Griffin goes to get the girls some pineapple smoothies, and I'm like, there's nothing that I want to drink less at a party <laughs> than a smoothie. Well, as an adult, too, I'm like, first of all, a smoothie is a meal. You put protein yeah, in exactly. it. exactly. I'm like, I got my protein <laughs> powder and my spinach. Yeah. I've got, you know, walnuts in there, all types of shit. Walnuts? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Good for go your off. hair. Good for your hair and your skin. Um, but literally, I'm like... <laughs> dancing drinking a smoothie <laughs> and i just picture like myself like with vomit like trickling out of my mouth yeah it's first sounds- of all everything these girls are eating and drinking on this trip makes me want to gag yeah they have a lot of smoothies throughout this entire movie actually <laughs> like kiwi smoothie can't beat it i'm like do you mean juice like are we just talking about juice <laughs> Is there is there I yogurt and milk fruit in, smoothies. in this? Is there dairy in this drink that you're drinking? Oh, I guess that does make a smoothie, right? Yeah. Like the yogurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like if we're just talking like an ice-blended, juicy situation, I can right. get down I can with, fuck that. with that. Yeah. But a thick <laughs> smoothie on the <laughs> There's the yogurt in there? Board? I'm fucking out. I'm gone. Never. Never. <laughs> I can't drink dairy. <laughs> At a party. <laughs> what am I, an animal? <laughs> yeah. What do I need? My mother's tea? <laughs> <laughs> no offense to any, you know, smoothie at party lovers out there, but simply I'm, I, Offense to you. Yeah. I, that's crazy behavior. Full, full shade, full tea to anyone who drinks a smoothie at a party. <laughs> Listen, a mocktail? Fine. Yeah, absolutely. They call it a mocktail, not a milk tail. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I have to get that one out. Yeah, no, that, that was that was solid. That was good. So he goes to get the the girls their you know protein shakes. Meanwhile, <laughs> the girls are just you know surveying the hot guys at the party, mm-hmm. and there's one guy at the bar who's smiling at Alex. Oh my god! And then like mm-hmm. she smiles back at him, and he smiles back at her, and she's like, oh my god, he just saw me smiling at him. And I'm like. Uh, to be young. So <laughs> I'm like, literally, no one fucking cares. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Scott, um, the parasailing young boy, goes over to ask Madison to dance. And we get this black and white montage, one of many in the film. Oh, yeah. While Griffin watches Madison and Scott dance, we see play performing. All the teens are having a great time. Meanwhile, the guy from the bar, Jordan, goes up to Alex. He starts chatting with her. It turns out he actually lives here in the Bahamas and works at the hotel taking care of the marine habitats. Mm. I'm like, is this an adult man? Canonically? I I also was wondering that because – yeah. That makes sense if he lives in the Bahamas and he just – he's like, yeah, it's like vacation. I'm working – as yeah. I'm going to school. Yeah, like a summer but job. But it's different but if it's he winter. has an apartment. Yeah. Because it's not summer. It's winter. Right. So I but doubt. maybe he has like an after school job. I, I'm, yeah. I'm doing mental gymnastics. He's, I am. He seems to also be the only person that works with the marine animals. <laughs> because he's constantly being called to, you know, do various tasks. Right. So I think it's just him, which leads me to believe that this is an adult man. That's crazy. He also looks old because he is. He's an adult man in real life. Right. And that's crazy too. Yeah. He kind of looks like – who's the guy that plays The Hobbit? 
or like in Lord of the Rings. Elijah Wood. He kind of looks like Elijah Wood. I guess I could like the eyes, the kind of piercing eyes and like the darker yeah. hair. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. But it's very uh, the logistics of this are sketchy. Sketch, yeah, for sure. Um, he would kill though in the Lower East Side today. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. I think he's a photographer in real life now, so mm-hmm. I'm sure he cleans up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, can I take a picture of you? Take your top off. <laughs> take your shirt off. See see how you feel. Um, but yeah, also weird that he's just kind of like loitering at this teen party with all the guests, but whatever. They're hitting it off. We see another black and white montage as Jordan mm-hmm. talks with Alex and Madison dances with Scott and Griffin stands alone. Sad. Yeah. yeah. He's so shy. Yeah, he's just a shy guy. Then, of course, the queen of – I was about to say the cruise ship. The queen of Atlantis (laughs) comes out, Brianna Wallace, and she's like, I'm so tired of these lavish winter parties, hanging out at the beach, getting tan, pedicures, enjoying the graces of my affluent father. And one of the girls she's with is like, are you kidding? And she's like, no, I live for it. (laughs) She ate that up. Can't lie. Yeah. Can't lie. <laughs> no crumbs. So one of her friends is like, it wouldn't be winter vacation if you didn't hook up with the cutest boy on the beach. So who's it going to be? And at this point, Josh stops the movie. He's like, record scratch. <laughs> what does she mean by hook up? And I was like, I think I kiss. think that they mean kiss. Yeah. 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 I don't think that this movie is insinuating that Brianna is like fucking on the beach. Fucking, <laughs> fucking the hottest guy at the resort. <laughs> Every year, and she's only fifteen. She's like so scoping out dads. Yeah, <laughs> it's like horrible. Yeah, they do sexualize like all of the teens in this For movie, sure. though. It's like very fucking weird. Yeah, but anyways, she looks around. She does a screening process, and she's like, "Ladies, look through the party." And then we have this like little s- montage of boys coming up to her, and one guy's like, "Hey." What's up? And she's like, not my temperature. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) And just, I'm like, kudos to you for delivering these lines. Mm -hmm. Just straight faced. Because she is giving um, Jennifer check right now. Yeah. Like she is making it work. Such a high pitched voice. Her voice is so high. I don't know if it's just because she's like young. I think she's a child. She's doing it on purpose, but she's like, not my temperature. (laughs) I'm like, why is it so high? (laughs) so finally she cuts through the noise to see jordan and says that's my guy then her friend points out that he's already talking to alex brianna doesn't give a single fuck walks right over introduces herself as brianna wallace as in the department store wallaces and he's like i'm jordan landers as in landers hardware store landers (laughs) And I was like, give it to her. Yeah. No. Um, you're literally 30. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> Brianna says that she likes his sense of humor. And and then she pretends not to have seen Alex earlier that day. And she's like, hmm, I guess you get that a lot. I was like, damn, that's fucking brutal to be like, oh, I don't remember you. I guess you get that a lot. <laughs> I will say she's witty. Yeah, I would never recover if somebody said that to me as a teen. <laughs> I, 
I don't know what to say to that. Yeah. Yeah. To this day, I don't know what I'd say. Mm-hmm. So Jordan excuses himself. He leaves. And Brianna tells Alex that she gets what she wants. And this winter break, she wants Jordan. Mm-hmm. And now I would tell you that, like, this is going to come back. But it doesn't. No, not in any sort of real way. Like, she continues to try and get Jordan until at one point she just kind of, like, gives up, I guess, because then we never see her again. Yeah. I mean, he makes it very clear that he is not into her. And there's never a moment where it's like, oh, maybe he is into her. Or she, like, tricks him. Right. And and then uh, Alex is like, oh, my God, he they are together or, like, some shit like that. Yeah. No. No. Or, like, you know, she tries to kiss him and Alex sees and she thinks that, like, he tried to kiss her and he has to be like, no, it's not what – no, none of that. None of it. None of it. So, Brianna walks away and Alex just says, let the games begin. Wow. So, the girls go back to their suite and they actually see that they have a message from their father saying to call him the instant that they get back which would be now but before they know it there's a knock on the door it's their parents looking very upset because they actually stayed out until 12 15 <laughs> which is an hour and 15 minutes past curfew the parents are actually like pretty chill about this i will say i feel like if it was me there would be a police report filed oh like you know alarm bells sounding everywhere yeah But the girls are like, well, you know, we talked it over and we took a vote and we decided that it was okay if we were a little bit late on our curfew since we're on vacation in the Bahamas. Crazy that they said that. Yeah. And that their parents barely even react. They're like, oh, you took a vote, did you? Well, we had a great time tonight and it would have been nice to share it as a family. They're just like mad they didn't get family time. Yeah, they're not even like, you know, you didn't follow our rules, we're in a foreign place, like, it's dangerous, you're children. It's just like, well, we wanted to spend time with you. So their dad tells them to respect their curfews for the rest of the trip and get some rest because they have a full day tomorrow. But Madison is like, I can't. I have a day date. I'm going horseback riding on the beach with Scott. And the mom's like, oh, my God, who's Scott? Girly, tell me everything. And Alex is like, yeah, and I was planning on focusing on chilling by the pool tomorrow. (laughs) And their dad is like, okay, how about we all chill by the pool tomorrow? And Madison, you know, we'll see about your date. But the mom gives her a wink. So, like, it's fine. Again, the no stakes. No stakes. No stakes. Yeah. So in the morning, we get very ad-heavy, mm-hmm. uh, lengthy montage where everyone in the family goes on this big water slide in Atlantis and they're like showing the stoplight to like <laughs> go down the slide and yeah. it's a really long slide. And it they does slide. look fun, I will say. <laughs> Yeah, it does. And they're just like sliding down the slide. Over and over and over. Right. There are a lot of shots you can get of someone sliding down a slide. Let me tell you. Yeah. Um, And then after that, dad's like, who's up for another run? But the girls are clearly ready to leave. Yeah. So he's like, all right, you can go go do whatever you're going to do, I guess. Yeah. So – 
We then go to the beach where Keegan is, you know, just making some sandcastles, hanging out. When this little boy named Jeffrey goes over to her and he's like, oh, let's play together. But she's not interested. She says no to like everything he asks. But then she's like, well, actually, there is one thing that would be really fun. And then she just buries him in the sand and leaves him for dead. So he's like crippling sunburn on his face. Yeah. As he's just buried all the way up to his neck. Is this consequential? Not at all. No. So back to Alex and Jordan. Alex goes up to him. He is hard at work carrying buckets of chum. And he introduces her to his friend Champlain who runs the Cedar Shack. And we hear him say, we hear him say, and you will get that package to me that we talked about. And the delivery is so insane. He's just like, and you will get that package to me that we talked about. I was like, what was the direction? <laughs> what What is happening? They like hand him his lines and they're like, we underlined this word, this word, and this word. Mm-hmm. So you know what to do. And he's like, I do know what to do. <laughs> I put the wrong emphasis on the right syllable. <laughs> I'm like, what's happening? So he's like... Hey, Alex, can you uh, give me a hand with this? This actually is consequential and it will come back. Um, yeah, this, I guess it does. This, this sham- Champlain. This Champlain guy. <laughs> yeah. Named after a fucking lake. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, this is my friend, Champlain. Yeah. It's like, sure. It, this, like, 62-year-old man is my yeah, friend. Yeah, Kenny Rogers over here is going to come back <laughs> It reminds me of the episode of Drake and Josh where they're like, oh, we want a home makeover. Oh, like, who are the hosts of the makeover show? It's like, uh, Buddy Guy and, yeah. like, Mr. Scam Dude. artist number yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, scam, scam artist number one and scam artist number two. <laughs> Seems legit. Just leave your key under the mat. Don't yeah. worry about it. You go, you go out of town for a couple days, don't even think about it. So, yeah. After that little, you know, beautiful scene, Alex and Jordan, they're at the aquarium, and they're actually in the water with a bunch of spotted eagle rays, which we learn are cousins to the stingray and the manta ray, and they're harmless unless they feel threatened. And Alex is like, oh, yeah, they dig up in the sand for crabs, right? He's like, oh you know about fish? And she's like, well, I love sushi. And this is supposed to be the magical love connection that we're going to root for for the rest of the movie. (laughs) Sure. Uh, He have no competition, so I guess. Not at all. So he shows her how to feed the the eagle ray. She gives it a try. She's like, oh, my God, it's sucking on my hand. And... Jordan then gets told by one of the other hotel employees that he's wanted at the main pool. Someone specifically asked for him. Miss Wallace and her Mm -hmm. dad is an important client, so don't keep her waiting. And Jordan is like, oh, man. Okay, Alex, I guess I'll see you later. (laughs) And off he goes. Yes. So... We go back to the parents. They are just day drinking away. And Harrison is like, yeah, he's like, "Um, I actually really like the music that's playing. 
And Christina writes, it's clearly rock, but they're talking like it's like a rap hip hop situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're talking about like rap music and Chad and Jill are like, oh, oh well, I don't like it at all. And then Judy is like, okay, well, don't play it in the car or otherwise I'm walking. Mm-hmm. And Harrison jokes that he's going to start rapping and, like, does a rap. It's, like, very cringe. Weird. And I, I don't know, like, I guess the angle that I thought they were doing is, like, they have to make the ad for the parents, too, mm. because the parents have to buy the tickets right. to Atlantis. So it's, like, you, too, could be day drinking while your kids are off doing who the fuck cares because you're drunk in the middle of the day. Exactly. Yeah. But then later on, some events happen where I'm, like, this is a weird ad. Yeah, where I'm like, is this a swingers thing? Like, Oh, there's... that's not what I meant, but, <laughs> but I could see that. I'm just like, they, these couples are spending a lot of time together. I was like, what's up? What's going on what's here? Up? What's up, Chad? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, so we go back to Brianna Wallace, who's at the pool. She has requested Jordan specifically to spray her with sunscreen. Sure. That's a very important task he was called away from caring for animals for. And he's like, you know, I would really like to get back to work. And she just goes, is it important? And he's like, it's my job. And she says that as long as he's with her, he won't get in any trouble. But luckily for him, Jordan's boss pulls him away and he's like, I need your help. There's been a puking incident at the shark pool. Like, you got to go clean it up right away. And he's like, oh, sorry, Miss Wallace. Gotta go deal with some puke. Um, excuse me, Miss Wallace. Someone has vomited in the kiddie pool. (laughs) (laughs) So back at the shark pool, Jordan is searching with his uh, net for vomit. (laughs) Yep. And I'm like, first of all, you got to flush that out. You got to drain it. You got to clean it. Get the sharks out of there before they get sick. Everything has to go. Yeah. This is not like a self-contained environment. (laughs) No. So Alex walks up to Jordan and she says that she's the one who placed the call. And he's like, there isn't any? Like he's flabbergasted (laughs) that today. (laughs) They're all stupid. Yeah. He's like looking around at the pool like, duh, where's the puke? Where's the puke? It's completely like crystal clear pool with nothing on it. He's like, there isn't any? Like, you're fucking dumb. (laughs) And that's all there is to it. Yeah. And the two start chatting again. But Brianna Wallace does see them walking off in the distance. What's she going to do? Not as much as you'd think. No, barely anything. (laughs) 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 Meanwhile... Madison is on her little date with Scott. They are horseback riding on the beach, just having a grand old time. Uh, He does make a joke, which is super lame, but I did think was, like, cute, where he's like, oh, I think think my horse has some sand in its shoe. And I was like, haha, that's like a dad joke, but. Yeah, he has an IQ of, like, two two or three. (laughs) (laughs) But later on, Madison actually ends up hanging out with Griffin. Mm. Interesting. 
And she's like, since we've known each other for such a long time, I feel like I can really express myself to you. And he's like, absolutely express away, my queen. And she's <laughs> and she's like, you know, I really like this guy, and I think that he likes me too, but I think that he's shy and he's just afraid to tell me. And Griffin is like sweating. <laughs> he's like, maybe this guy just needs you to make the first move. And she's like, well, yeah, that's why I'm talking to you. And I was like, oh, my God, is this happening already? Because in what world would any human ever say this to another person unless they were talking about them? Not in this one because she's talking about Scott. And (laughs) (laughs) poor Griffin is just devastated. He's like, we zoom in. Griffin's like fist is like clenched Arthur style. (laughs) Absolutely. And he's like, right, right. Who else would it be? And Alex is like, yeah, he's really nice. I just think he needs a little encouraging. And Griffin goes, so, like, you want my help or something? And she just kisses him on the cheek and says, thanks. So now Griffin has to go and solve her problem. Yeah. Hey, I need your help with something. Um, Can you just go talk to this guy for me? He's like, yeah. Yeah, I would love to. <laughs> so... Back at the pool, Griffin immediately gets to work. He's like, I might be a lot of things, but I'm not a procrastinator. (laughs) And he talks to Scott at the pool about Madison, and Scott says that he's into her, but he has a hard time talking to her, and he thinks that she thinks he's an idiot. And I'm like – Fair. Yeah. (laughs) Let's let's just be honest with ourselves here. Mm -hmm. And he says that when he's with her, he just freezes. And Griffin's like, okay, you know, let's work this out. Um, So the two of them go jogging on the beach in their jorts. (laughs) And Griffin says, let me tell you a little something about our girl. I was like, like, oh, my God, our girl. I'm like, actually just hang out with Griffin. Like, I don't care about Scott anymore. I was just like, that's. That's kind of hot. I can't lie. He's like, our girl. I was like, damn. Our girl. Um, He's like, I've been paying attention to her for years. Got a a little shrine. (laughs) Yeah. Got a little shrine in my closet. Mm -hmm. And he's like, she loves astronomy. Um, She grew up reading Judy Bloom books. Scott has never read a book. Ever. He says. He's like, uh, does Sports Illustrated count? Mm -hmm. He goes, no, that's a magazine. Yeah. Good try, buddy. Try again. (laughs) And Griffin is like, just remember, blubber and forever. Like, she loves these books. And now you've got some talking points with her. And, like, any sane person would hear this and be like, okay, you know, I'm going to retain this information, Mm -hmm. maybe look it up, like, figure out what these titles are about. Right. He does not do that. No, not at all. I guess, you know, 2001, you can't just whip out a smartphone and... Can you ask Jeeves in 2001? You need a computer. Oh, damn. Well, I guess the hotel would have, like, a computer room. Like a... Right. Right? Yeah. I feel like resorts, especially at this time, always had, like, some sort of, like, computer and printer access in case you needed it for business For the business center, if you will. Yeah. (laughs) Um... I mean, like, Google and stuff existed. It's just that, you know, if he had a machine to access it with. But Mm -hmm. I will say one thing that I did not expect going into this movie 
was a Cyrano plot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was not yeah, expecting that. Yeah, that's so that. true. So does that mean that this movie kind of is, exists in that canon of the, you know, classical to teen movie adaptations? Who's to say? In a way. Yeah. But after this, we then have another very unimportant scene with Keegan where she sits at the bar and the bartender's like, another beer? And she's like, yeah, heavy on the root. <laughs> so it's root beer she's ordering. And this kid, Jeffrey, comes back again for more torture and asks her to hang out again. And she's like, yeah, sure. I was actually planning on digging for sea gophers today if you want to join. And we then cut to her forcing Jeffrey to dig just a gigantic, gigantic hole in the sand um, for her. So that's that. (laughs) And the next scene, Madison tells Scott she had a great time horseback riding today and asks if he did. And he just goes, so when are we going to talk about books? (laughs) And she's like, um... Like, sure. sure. Like, we can talk about books. We can talk about books. (laughs) So he asks if she likes to read, and she's like, yeah, that's what I usually do with books. And I'm like, he's actually stupid. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because, like, he didn't have trouble talking to her the first time they met. No, no. So he actually is confused by concepts such as, like, reading. Conversation. Literature. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Those topics confuse him. Yeah. Because at first I thought that they were setting up like, oh, he just gets really like tongue-tied around her. Yeah. But they're not. No, he just actually doesn't understand anything, (laughs) question mark. (laughs) And it's really a – it's a pretty intriguing world that we've set up because (laughs) nothing is rooted in any sense of reality. No. It's as if aliens have observed – humans from afar and they made this movie or like ai has written this movie based on like yeah Mm -hmm. this is how humans interact because there are some lines and some things and some deliveries even of the lines that i'm just like whoa have you ever met a human before (laughs) like what is happening there's one particularly later on which we'll get to that i actually burst out into shocked (laughs) laughter because i was so baffled that this was a line that made it into this movie. We'll get to that later. But yeah, I think that Scott is just an amalgamation that aliens have written up of like somebody who simply doesn't understand being alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like – and the crazy thing is – so I'll, I'll tell you what happens here. He goes, mm-hmm. um, I love Judy Bloom." And Madison is like, oh, my God, I used to love Judy. Like, what is your fave Judy Bloom book? And he goes, Flubber. Madison is just like, "Um, the title is Blubber? And he's like, yeah, great book. Um, Have you read Sports Illustrated? Yeah. So later on, he tells Griffin that the problem is his memory is bad. Yes. And I'm like, that's not the issue no. here. It's that you don't know how to talk to someone <laughs> or like how the sentences are formed. <laughs> yeah, just like something is not totally 
there. I want the alternate universe movie where Scott like meets um Madison and then like a few scenes later has like a traumatic brain injury. <laughs> and like but we don't know, but we don't know and then we like find out later. Did he fall off the horse? On their date because he was fine before. Like, did he hit his head? Right. I'm concerned. I'm concerned about Scott and his future. I think we should write a Wattpad about, like, what's actually going on in this yeah. movie. Like, some alternate plot. Mm-hmm. So, so just uh, so that this would have a plot yeah. in general? <laughs> a plot? <laughs> just any plot. Pick a plot, any plot. <laughs> So, yeah, we then go back to our other budding romance, Alex and Jordan. She is once again helping him with his work. And I don't know how this is allowed. Like, surely there's (laughs) rules and codes against this. But, again, we're in a reality that doesn't make any sense. So she's going to help him with his work. They go into the kitchen and he shows her how to, like, chop up fish and blend them. It's honestly, like, graphic. It's very graphic. I don't know why this is in the movie. But yeah, they're making chum, essentially, which they feed to the sharks and the stingrays. And, you know, after all that hard work, Alex is like, wow, and just think you could have had to listen to Brianna Wallace talk about her Parisian shopping spree as you rub her down with imported tanning oils. And he's like, hey, that doesn't sound half bad. And Alex does go like, hey, like... (laughs) Hey, but hey, like I was that, kidding. That like that kind of hurt my feelings a little. Bit. <laughs> but he's like, no, no, I'm just joking. So yeah, we move on, and that's the closest that we get to any sense that Brianna is any sort of threat. Just him being inconsiderate, and they then go diving in the aquarium. Yeah. Which again, there's no way that hotel guests are allowed to do this. But sure. <laughs> But while they are diving, they are, like, holding hands. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. And we get another beautifully shot uh, black and white montage with jutting angles that are making me motion sick as they (laughs) swim with the fish. They go, you can also scuba dive here. Yeah. Look at all the things you can do at Atlanta's Paradise Resort. Yeah. Book online today. (laughs) Exactly. So... The next thing we see, as I mentioned before, Griffin and Scott get together, talk about the date with Madison. And Scott's like, yeah, I found out, like, my memory's not too good. And I'm like, first of all, your memory doesn't exist. Yeah. Second of all, (laughs) you don't know. Like, are you okay? Like, should we rush you to a trauma unit? Yeah. But anyway, the stewards are having lunch. And their dad asks what they have planned for the rest of the day. And Harrison says – He's going to look for sea gophers with Keegan. And I'm like, she's going to poison you. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't exist. And Judy asks if they want to go shopping in town and literally flashes her Amex. Is like, ladies, you want to go in town? They're like, for what? And she's like, to shop. Daddy's money, honey. <laughs> Face card, no cash, no, no credit. credit. Yes, God, don't speak. You said it. She's um, just like, I love spending your father's money. Should we take the private jet into yeah. town? Because let us not forget, she was already in the Bahamas when they got there. So she's yeah. just been chilling for a while. She's like, sweetie, did you forget I live here? 
I live here full time. Your daddy just flies this private jet to see me. Um, yeah. So we got a little Amex sponsorship. We got a little Krispy Kreme. Obviously, this whole movie is paid for by Atlantis. So, and the girls tell their mom, they're like, "You're inspired." <laughs> I love. And- she invites Harrison to come, and he's like, I'd rather dive into the shark tank. Am I right, boys? Uh, <laughs> I'd rather kill myself. Am I right, boys? Classic man who hates his wife. No, he actually yeah. loves her very <laughs> <Come> dearly. <laughs> but, you know, women be shopping. Yeah, women be shopping. <laughs> the weird thing about this as well, we're, we're literally about to talk about it, but like yeah. – they don't shop at stores. No. They shop at like those weird places on the beach where you have to go because you're like flip-flop breaks. Right. And you're on vacation or your bathing suit straps break. Yeah. And you're like – Or like I need like a, a random souvenir for somebody back home. Let me pick something up real quick. Yes. A keychain, a magnet. That's where they're shopping. Right. They're not like let's go into a little – the Bahamian boutique or <laughs> a local artisan store. No. But go off, Queens. <laughs> so we, you know, get this montage of the girls shopping. They take their scooters into town while we hear the iconic song One Girl, I'm Revolution, one girl Revolution by Super Chick. Great song. They try out a bunch of hats, including one which has dreads sure they're like we have to put this in here they're like that's a vital shot get that get that in there (laughs) it's it's troubling it's a troubling montage to say the least Mm -hmm. but yeah they they buy a bunch of stuff and after their shopping spree they sit down they're looking through their purchases and there's like this one like little statue that the mother has bought and she's like whoa is that real and she's like oh no Direct a camera in the Bahamas. It's illegal. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually illegal to buy real artifacts. This is just a replica. Everything that you see here is a replica. Ladies, everything you see here is a replica. Yeah. And you may be thinking, that's kind of weird that they just like randomly put that in. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, it will come back later in the last, like, 15 minutes of this movie. Yeah. Don't sweat it until about 10 minutes are left of film. Yeah. (laughs) So back at the resort, Chad tries talking business with Harrison, but he basically puts his finger to his lips and goes, shh, you don't know how to have fun. What's going on here? (laughs) Let me show you. And they put their keys in a fishbowl. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But he – he takes him to his favorite place in Atlantis, the big slide. And they just slide, slide, slide down the big slide at Atlantis. <laughs> like, I love how this is one of the biggest focal points in the mm. movie that we visited it multiple times and For had lengthy montages. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and after they slide down the slides, they have like a little like – call me by your name moment in the pool where they're like wrestling and some women in bikinis are staring at them and they just like walk away just me and i'm like what's they don't 
care. Like, they're both married. It's very weird. And again, I'm like, who is this appealing to? Right. What audience is this for? Who knows? Oh, my gosh. I did see this letterbox for you that I read for this movie. Yeah. I can't remember the exact wording, but it was like the plot of a really good porn or something like that. 100%. (laughs) I mean, like – like minus take out the children. Yeah, like just it's the like, adults. Like the children are are doing their own thing our entire vacation, yeah. and it's just them. And they're like, oh, "Chill, like yeah. you have to tell me how are you getting along." Yeah, you feel like stressed? caresses her. Oh, yeah, let me give you a massage. You know, yeah, it just it lives. It writes itself. <laughs> it writes itself. Oh, Chad, let me show you to my favorite place on the island. It gets yeah. into hot tub. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh yeah, there's this one jet right over here. You wanna, you know, like it's all. <laughs> anyway, they go into their room. There's like a huge swing mm. attached to the scene. It's like, wow, what can we use this for? Let's try it out. Just change it to like you know a sandals resort. You know, one of those adult only resorts. I guess. Sandals is like affiliated with like honeymoons. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> what are I know <laughs> one of those adult only resorts, you know, like Disney World. <laughs> What's there is one that I like I can't remember what it's called, but there is one that's like adults only that's like, you know Oh, I'm sure. A sexy resort, but I don't remember the name of it. I think there are many probably yeah. like that. Um, but Atlantis is a, a Marriott. Uh, affiliate hotel they were bought out so i was reading their wikipedia earlier anyways so we then go back to the the girlies having fun in town and judy asks her daughters how the vacation is going and alex says that she's having the best time with jordan but madison is having an awful time with scott (laughs) she's like yeah i feel like we have a connection and i'm like what connection that you that you see him and he sees you that you both have eyes yeah that you're both blonde i don't know but she says he gets so tongue-tied sometimes and then we get this whole long overdrawn bit where alex is like oh you're trying to have your cake and eat it too and madison is like well people get that wrong it should be you know you can eat your cake but you can't have it too and she's like but yeah but if the cake is in your stomach then you technically have it it's like this whole thing that again inconsequential Mm -hmm. but i think that the writers were like wow how witty and thankfully this ends we are interrupted (laughs) by them seeing jordan across the way handing a mysterious taped package to Champlain and I'm like yeah as I'm watching I'm like is this a drug deal like like that would be interesting honestly yeah I was honestly like shocked I was like oh my god is there a drug storyline going on and it's especially highlighted by the fact that the girls like immediately are very suspicious of him and assume that he's doing something illegal Mm -hmm. so they're like what's he doing in town like what's going on he's handing off this mysterious package and alex is like gonna get up and go ask him what's going on but you know in a split second he's gone he does vanish yeah yeah so later on that day scott and madison go to the aquarium and he's like i want to show you something griffin is holding a fucking (laughs) 
cue card handwritten for Scott to read an Emily Dickinson quote off of. And yeah. he can hardly make out the words, first of all. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked he could read it all. Right. And uh, what's her name? Madison is like, oh, I'm impressed. I love Emily Dickinson. And Griffin holds up another cue card about ast- astronomy, right? Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, a parade comes through the aquarium. Sure. Um, whatever. And <laughs> – it like is really loud. They're right in front of them. Eventually it goes away and Griffin is nowhere to be found. Does he get yeah. rushed away with the crowd? Like <laughs> he was swept up in the, the yeah. mob of the parade. He's just like spiraling <laughs> through the halls. So Scott is just lost. And Madison's like, Yeah, I love astronomy. Like, tell me more. And he's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah. So that's that. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it anymore. Yeah. We go back to the the girl's suite. Alex is sitting on the couch with Madison, and Madison says that, you know, whenever she's with Scott, everything just gets so awkward. Like, I kind of don't really want to hang out with him. It sounds like it's awful hanging out with him. Yeah. So, like, I don't know what this connection is that you're holding on to because there isn't any. There never <laughs> the was. The first time they spoke, he seemed so confident. Yeah. When he said – you girls party. <laughs> um, but Alex is like, you know what? How about instead you come hang out with me and Jordan? We'll have a good time. She's like, sweetie, let me show you what a real man is. <laughs> um, why don't you come hang out with me and Jordan? Yeah, my, me and my grown adult boyfriend who should be in jail. Sweetie, why don't you come to Jordan's apartment? We'll have you over for dinner. <laughs> I'm like, spoiler alert, maybe Jordan should have stayed in jail at the end of the movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> For some other crimes he may have committed. So they get dressed up in matching rompers, okay? And they're on their way to, I guess, hang out with Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, but on their way over, Madison does knock on Griffin's door and, like, invite him to come out and, quote, get a little wet and wild. Again, I, who yeah. wrote the script? Insane. I simply can't even touch that. <laughs> so they all go to the pool after dark and we get another montage of them, you know, jumping in the water, doing chicken fights, having fun. And what song is playing, you might wonder? Oh, you've heard it. I'm a one girl revolution. <laughs> you heard it a mere 10 minutes ago. One girl revolution is playing. <laughs> Again in this movie. They're like, we paid for the whole song and we only used 15 seconds. Can't we fit it in somewhere else? We got to use another 30. (laughs) This is the song I associate with like Lizzie, not Lizzie McGuire, Cadet Kelly, like Miss Hillary Duff herself changing the U.S. military. Mm -hmm. And they're putting it over some girls playing chicken at a resort. There's no revolution here. Defiling the song. Like, Cadet Kelly, it makes sense. She's – it's active plot. There's a plot. Here, it's just rich gals on vacay with their weird adult boyfriends. Well, I guess technically only one of them is supposed to be an adult. But, yeah, weird. Jordan and I are having a dinner party (laughs) on Friday. 
There'll be red wine, some crudite. Mm. Why don't you drop by? It'll take your mind off of Scott. And you know what happens after that dinner party? Um, she's washing dishes in the sink and he's like, what's what's wrong with you? Why are you pissed off? And she's like, I'm not pissed off. And he's like, why are you acting pissed off? And she says, you dropped my fucking hand. <laughs> Fuck the patriarchy. You keep on the, on the ground. ground. We will always skip it down. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. And you know what? Party. That music video has a plot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take notes. Oh my gosh! So yeah, they're they're having their little hee hee at the at the pool, playing you know chicken fights and whatnot. But of course, Miss Brianna Wallace, I think in the last scene that we ever see her in in the movie, uh, calls yes. security. She's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> she's like, "This is the last straw." <laughs> she calls security and she's like, "Excuse me, there's a deafening noise coming from the pool area." Can you take care of that? Thank you. And (laughs) the security guard comes over and he's like, what are you doing? Get out of the pool. And Jordan's like, hey, man, like I work here. And I'm like, then you definitely shouldn't be in the pool as an employee. (laughs) Have we learned nothing from High School Musical 2? But the security guard's like, I don't give a fuck. Get out of the pool. (laughs) He says that. He says that verbatim. (laughs) but like think about the the way that i'm quoting it is the way that reese witherspoon says it in big little lies where she's like i don't give a fuck that's exactly how he says yeah um and he's like on his walkie yes please let miss wallace know that we found the source of the noise so yeah so what happens next the children wait in the security office The guard comes out and they're like, Jordan, you're free to go. Miss Wallace doesn't want to press any charges. And I'm like, press charges? charges For a noise complaint? What are you talking about? At a hotel? So Jordan is like, well, what about my friends? And I'm like, buddy, just go home. (laughs) But he's like, you know, what about my friends? And he's like, well, they didn't say anything about them. And he's like, I'm staying too then. But Alex tells him to just go, and the guards usher him out. And Griffin, I don't know why he thinks he has the the charm to do this, but he tries to be like, can't we just, you know, look the other way? And the guard, like, walks over to the front door and opens it up, and it's just all four of their parents there. Yeah. So you may think, oh, they're probably going to get in big trouble. Don't worry, they're not. Um, Madison and Alex go back to their room, ready to explain to their parents what happened. But like her dad is just like, I don't want to hear it. And they close the door. And that's pretty much the end of it. So in the morning, the girls wake up at 1040 and they're confused because they didn't get their usual 830 a.m. wake up call from mom and dad. So someone knocks on the door and they think it's their parents. But no, it's actually Griffin. And apparently their parents actually left them a note that says, went to have fun, love mom and dad. So the their punishment, the revenge that the parents have taken is just like, we're not going to hang out with you. And that's your punishment yeah. for getting in trouble with the law, question mark. Yeah, they're like, we're going to pretend you don't exist. See how you like it. 
So they're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Meanwhile, their parents are being whipped around (laughs) in a banana boat on the Caribbean. Just like, yeah, yeah, this is what it's like not having kids. Woo! (laughs) So Madison, Alex, and Griffin watch from the beach. And when their parents, like, get off the boat, they're like, oh, like, hey, you know, what's up? Like, we didn't see you this morning. That was weird. And they're like, oh, yeah, we just, you know, wanted to get an early day. Sorry, got to go snorkel by. (laughs) And Griffin is like, are they trying to get back at us? And Madison is like, our parents are ditching us. I'm like, this is what you've wanted from the day you got here. Yeah. To live in a world where apparently grounding a child doesn't exist. Yeah. They just like are pe- – <laughs> your parents are just like equally as petty as you. <laughs> They're like, yeah, the punishment is we're going to go snorkeling without you. See you later. Find something else to do. The punishment is we're going to be like bullies to you. Yeah. We're going to be, like, popular people. Yeah, we're going like, to haze our children. <laughs> also, I got to say, I've I've done a banana boat before. Yeah, me too. One of the most unpleasant experiences of my life. <laughs> you I, get whipped around. I'm like, this is not fun to me. But I also get really seasick. So, like, any kind of sea oh, activity no. I'm really not into. Yeah. I don't get seasick. Uh, thankfully, sorry. Yeah. Sorry to all you weak stomached hoes. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. Um, yeah, no, the I, weird I don't thing do is I did get seasick as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess I don't know how many times I've been on a boat altogether, but like I did get seasick once as a kid. I remember the weight it was a glass bottom boat. The waves were mm-hmm. insane. Like yeah. me and my mom both got really, really sick. But then when I worked on the boat, uh, when I worked at that oyster boat. I never got sick. Mm. So I think I'm over it. Yeah. That's that's good. I feel like I, I'm okay on like ferries, like bigger boats like that that don't okay, really yeah. like sway. But any sort of like swaying sensation on the water, I'm like not right. having a good time. Right. Heard that. Yeah. My mom would be like, same. Let's mm-hmm. sit that out. I'm like me and gravel, besties. Um <laughs> Only on both. So I'm actually, like, fine. I don't, I don't get sick on planes or anything. I used to, like, a little bit when I was a kid, but not anymore. I don't get sick on planes. I just get, like, severely mentally ill on mm. planes. Yeah. Just a different type of sick. Yeah. <laughs> I go into, like, a freak out mode, 5,000. Mm. Just fun, girly things. So we then go to the aquarium. Uh, mm-hmm. Scott spots Griffin. And he's like, oh, hey, man. Again, I was so – they never explain how these two know each other. Like, we never see them meet. It's just, like, all of a sudden they're friends, I guess. But he's like, hey, man, I have a volleyball game today, and Madison really wanted to meet Flipper, but, like, I hate fish. So can you cover for me? Can you just go, like, hang out with her? And Griffin is like, you don't have to ask me twice. Absolutely, I will be there. See you later. Yeah. So he's like, please, dear God, let me try to snag this woman. So back on the beach, Jordan talks to a guy with a boat. I'm pretty sure it's it's Champlain. Champlain. Yeah. yeah. And he tells the group that he agreed to take them out for $40. And they're like impressed. 
I guess this is like really inexpensive mm. um, to go on a stranger's boat. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I have connections. And Alex is like, so um, I have to ask you, like, what were you doing in town the other day? And in my head, I'm like, he lives there. Like, he could just be like, I don't yeah. Know. He doesn't live on the resort. Right. He has four roommates in his uh, adult apartment because he's a grown yeah. man. And they have a band. They rehearse in the garage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Madison is like, we were out shopping and we saw you. And Jordan's like, yeah, I was doing a favor for Champlain. And now he's doing me a solid back. And I'm like, you don't wonder what yeah. – it's in the package. Like, are uh, you just that stupid? <laughs> he might be. Yeah, true. So Alex looks really thrown off, but she just doesn't give it a second thought. And she's like, let's go. Let's go. And they go ride some jet skis. Just, you know, fun for all. Good time. We then see, you know, this dolphin – enclosure area we get a montage of everybody playing with the dolphins and the dolphin is doing tricks and we hear the song not done yet by super chick playing which always makes me think of um confessions of a teenage trauma queen because that Mm. song isn't that as well while they are like dancing around in Stu wolf's bedroom but yeah everyone's just having a good time with the dolphins and that night oh my god what do we have Another party, and what are the girls drinking? Smoothies once again. Got to get that protein in. (laughs) And Jordan asks Alex to dance. But right at that moment, who comes up to him but Brianna Wallace? Oh, I guess this is her last scene probably. Yeah. Um, And she's like, hey, Jordan, do you want to dance? And he's like, yeah, with Alex. And I was like, Mm. brutal. So they go off to dance. Madison notices that, oh, my God, who has showed up to the party but their parents? Mortifying. And in this sea of teenagers, we see the parents and they're like, whoa, like what a great party. And they're like, oh, my God, what do we do? Like, let's just ignore them. Like, don't look over. And they're, you know, just agreeing not to acknowledge their parents and like only looking at each other and talking. Meanwhile... Judy tells Harrison that she's had enough of crowds and kids and I just want to spend time with you. Can we go? And he's like, absolutely. I'm about to go fuck my wife. Let's get out of here. (laughs) Just had to cap it off with that. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go get laid now. See ya. (laughs) So the parents leave the party, which honestly seems more like an adult party than a teen party. Yeah, truly. But I don't even know at this point. So mm-hmm. Scott comes over to Madison and asks her to dance. And Alex and Jordan dance while Brianna just looks on longingly. And I think that's like the final shot we get of her. Yeah. Yeah. So Alex goes back to the table with Madison and Griffin. And she's like, have you seen Jordan? I was just dancing with him. Turns out <laughs> Jordan is on stage. <laughs> and he's like, I'd like to dedicate this song to a girl named Alex, and he sings Shades of Love by Unruly Child, the 90s rock band. Because that's when he was a teenager, so. (laughs) (laughs) And we get a montage of all of the scenes of Alex and Jordan throughout the film. All three of them. Yeah. (laughs) 
oh, look, they're feeding Chum. Oh, they're playing with the dolphin. Oh, they're putting a fish in a blender. They're looking <laughs> out at the sea. Yeah. And he has like – and I'm not saying this is in any shade to anyone with like acne or pimples. Like I have them too. Mm-hmm. But he does have like clearly like a little like texture on the mm. forehead area. And I'm like – they shot this in like the perfect way to highlight his like blemishes. Oh yeah, the and lighting like, is no awful. one right. No one wanted to like because Mary Kate and Ashley's their skin looks flawless. Yeah, Griffin flawless, and they just have like Jordan looks like greasy and like <laughs> those those stage lights are a cruel mistress. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just like I don't know what the prerogative is here, but yeah. okay. I would I did say honestly I would also be in love at 15. Oh yeah, if I was on like a a little holiday in the Bahamas and had this yeah. whirlwind romance, and he like sings me a song on stage. Sure. You got me. I could get into it. In public? You're telling people you like me? That's <laughs> That's, that's a, it. it's my dream. <laughs> it's all I can dream about, you know. Yeah. So he finishes the song and Alex comes up to him and hugs him. No kisses. Mm, no, not yet. No kisses. Yeah, it's it's coming though, and yeah. so is the part where I burst out into shocked laughter. So after this scene, Alex and Jordan are walking through the resort alone, and he's like, "So, how did you get away from your parents?" And she's like, "I didn't. They think that I'm in my room watching some dumb movie." And he's like, "Wow, my girl's a rebel." Um. But this part, he asks if anyone's ever told her that she's incredible. (laughs) And Alex says, not today. And then he says, sorry, I have to brace myself. (laughs) This is unreal. He says, has anyone ever told you I am going to kiss you? And I said, what? (laughs) He's like, like not even speaking in like. The first, he's speaking in like the 16th person. Like, (laughs) has anyone ever told told you, I am am going going to kiss kiss you? (laughs) And then his chip malfunctions and like his silicon skin burns off and we just see like the eyeball Mm -hmm. and metal. And it's a horror movie. Yeah. Um, shocking like i actually burst out laughing because i wasn't like looking at the screen at the time i was like getting ready for work and i heard that and i like whipped my head around so fast (laughs) and just like burst out laughing because it was the most insane a line written but line delivery as well both Both. and the the part that makes it so insane is that i am i am going to ever told you you, i am going going to kiss you now Please prepare in three, <laughs> two, three, two, one. one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's insane. Um, but yeah, he then proceeds to kiss her just like he warned her. And just like he warned her. <laughs> you know, they they you know seem to have a good time. Everybody's all smiles. Mm-hmm. So the next day, Scott thanks Griffin for covering for him with Madison and the dolphins. And I'm like, do you have a fear of dolphins? Like, is it – I know you had a volleyball game, but he, he's like, I don't want to meet Flipper. Like, <laughs> All right, damn. Okay? What's your damage? <laughs> yeah. And he tells him no prob. And Scott tells him Madison wants to meet him in an hour. 
And Griffin is like, okay, no more schemes. But he's like, this one's foolproof and holds up. <laughs> I can't say the line. He says, this one's foolproof. Hands holds up two walkie talkies. <laughs> I can't. And we get to see this in action. So we go to the restaurant and we see Griffin have a little in-ear. And I'm like, this isn't how walkie-talkies work. But whatever. Scott and Madison arrive. And obviously Griffin is feeding lines into Scott's ear. And he has to stop, like, Scott from letting Madison sit in direct view of him from across the restaurant. So he's like stop no like you sit over there and she's like the fuck and he's like i just want i just want you to have a better view of the aquarium babe it's all for you stop 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 Stop! don't sit there oh babe i just wanted you to get a better view yeah Yeah. don't you don't you worry about it (laughs) so it reminds me of the like i think you should leave thing where he he's like um and i just want to pay for the next person's meal and then he like drives around <laughs> and he's like 55 pizzas 55 shakes 55 sh- 55 onion rings 55 <laughs> exactly that's that's the energy for sure <laughs> so they sit down and griffin tells scott to say hey i read a really good book the other day so he does and then scott and she's like oh what book and he's like duh and so <laughs> he doesn't know a title. It doesn't even have to be of a, any book. Make up a string of words. like, And he does. Yeah. Well, because Griffin is in the midst of ordering his lunch and he just goes, the jerk chicken. And Scott's like, the jerk chicken. And she's like, what? Like, I've never heard of that. And I'm like, that could be the title of a book. I don't know why she's so sus books are named crazy things yeah blubber yeah he's like oh yeah it, it's a, it's a series it's a it's a mystery um the jerk chicken the fried sparrow the cooked goose and she's just like you're you're kidding right and he's just like please tell me you're joking <laughs> he's like yeah he goes non-verbal <laughs> His system malfunctions and he has to reboot for a second. Griffin saying nothing, not helping at all. And he then is like, hey, you know, loosen up, loosen up. Just say that you you couldn't sleep last night because the mere thought of seeing her made you twitch in anticipation. But Scott repeats the line and accidentally says itch in anticipation. And she's like, what? And I'm like, it's not that weird. To say, like, I was itching with anticipation. The whole line itself is just weird on its own, not the the flub between itch and twitch. Right. But Griffin is like, twitch, I said twitch. And Scott's like, twitch, twitch. And she's just like, what's wrong with you? Like, you (laughs) you seem really out of it. And Scott, repeating Griffin, who is thanking the waiter, says, thanks. And she's like, I just told you that you're out of it and you said thanks. Um, I think it's time for me to go use the restroom now. I don't understand that line delivery either. I'm like it's it's in reference to like the last time when he was like, I'm gonna go use the restroom to escape her. She's now it's a reference to that. 
it's thin. But that was like two days ago. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but that's okay. I'm okay. assuming what what that's why she's like, it's I'll time for me to go use the restroom. <laughs> and off she goes. Also, just so people know what it looks like if you can't access the film. <laughs> yeah. He is wearing an in-ear, like with a coil. Or, yeah, it's very like, visible. For sure. It's like quote unquote transparent plastic. Yeah, like but- like the invisible bra straps of your, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so later on, Madison walks with Griffin and tells him that Scott told her everything. And I'm like, okay, thank God. Like yeah. at least he was honest. Mm-hmm. And Griffin plays dumb, but she tells him to be honest. She's like, I'm being straight up with you and you need to be straight up with me. And she tells him he's amazing. But she asked him to encourage Scott not to be him. And Griffin admits he got carried away, but all he wanted to do was make her happy. And she asks him how he knows so much about her. And Griffin tells Madison, they've known each other for a long time. And Madison goes, that's true, but I don't know that much about you. And I'm like (laughs) – and he's like (sighs) – but to make matters worse, yeah. he says, everyone has a hobby and you're mine. Girl, run. Get yeah. away. Get away. That's an insane thing to say. Absolutely. And insane that she's like, aw. And then she kisses him. It, it de- <laughs> Speechless. So. Oh, my God. He, like, admits that he's had a crush on her for a long time. And he's like. And and Tara's the the brightest star in the constellation of Scorpius is in the southern sky all night this month. And he's like, it's the second largest red star in the galaxy. But she's like, actually, it's the largest. And he's like, you know what? I think you're right. And it's like, what? What we you went from kissing Just to go to the like- next scene. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it, I can't even touch it. Okay. So <laughs> that night. The girls are in their hotel room in their fluffy terry cloth robes and talking about how they miss their parents, but, you know, they deserve it because they've been brushing them off the whole trip. They've made their bed and now they have to sleep in it. And then we again get this weird thing where they're debating the logistics of classic sayings where it's like, if you made your bed, then why would you want to sleep in it? Like, you don't make your bed and then sleep in it. And she's like, well, I make my bed when I'm up for the day. And the other one's like, yeah, but what if you come back and you have a midday nap? Like, you would get into your bed and then it would be unmade. Like, it's just whatever. <laughs> I can't even deal with it. It doesn't make any sense. It's honestly funny because Griffin and Keegan are supposed to be intelligent. Like, they're supposed to be the smart, mm-hmm. nerdy family. And I'm like – but y'all are making it easy yeah. for them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm like, I feel dumber having just watched that. So instead of like trying to find their parents or I don't know, doing God knows what, Jordan, Griffin, Alex, and Madison take a boat out for a sunset cruise so that they can see the moon at night. And they're all very excited. But Jordan's like, I just have to like make a really quick stop Um, before we go on our little moonlit cruise. So they see a boat in the distance, and this is a yacht, Mm -hmm. first of all. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it it is quite large, for sure. Yeah. And they board it. They just board that bitch. Yeah, sure. That doesn't seem shady at all. Rory Gilmore and uh, Logan Huntsberger. <laughs> Logan Huntsberger. <laughs> I almost called him Hunter. <laughs> Logan Huntsberger and Rory Gilmore stealing a yacht. Yep. Yep. Foreshadowing for what may happen later. So they go on this yacht and we see this like perfectly set dining table, but there's no people. And Jordan's like, oh, just hang out for a bit. You know, I'll be right back. They're just kind of like chilling on the boat. And at one point, Alex like turns on, she clicks a remote and it turns on like really loud music and then they turn it off again, which you may think, why are you telling me that? It comes back later. So Jordan then comes back with like a tackle box and some fishing rods. And Alex is like, I'm confused. I thought you had to pick something up. And he's like, oh, yeah. Uh, the guy who owns the boat, he probably just got held up at the casino and he wants his rod first thing in the morning so he can go fishing. I'm like, do you believe that? He must be a fucking idiot. Like, (laughs) (laughs) there's no other explanation. So, you know, that thin excuse, they're like, okay, let's go. And they go back to their boat. But out of nowhere, they are stopped by the police. <laughs> and they're like, stay right there. And they confiscate the rods and the tackle box. And Jordan is like, whoa, like, what's going on? This isn't even our stuff. And the officer is like, this belongs to the people of the Bahamas. You're under arrest for smuggling antiquities. Yeah. What? That is what Jordan has unwittingly gotten himself involved in, delivering these mysterious packages like a damn fool. He's a smuggler. I'm like, have you never seen To Catch a Smuggler? Yeah. Have you never watched uh, Locked Up Abroad? Because yeah. I have. <laughs> but yeah, they're arrested. They are brought to a holding cell in a precinct, all of them. And Madison is like freaking out. She's like, do you even realize where we are? We're in jail in a foreign country. Because Alex, you know, she still believes her man that he didn't know what he was involved in. And Madison's like, you expect us to believe him? And Alex is like, yeah, I've known him for three days and he's sang me a song. It's either <laughs> it's either he's lying to us or he's an idiot. Yeah. And she's correct. He's just an idiot. Yeah. So in the morning, Alex and Madison and Griffin's parents get them out of Bahamas jail. Yeah. Okay. And, well, they're in a holding cell, whatever. Mm-hmm. Harrison thanks the officer for their understanding. And he says that they believe the children had no prior knowledge of the crime. But the police officer does advise them to choose their companions better. And Alex is like, we do. And that's why we know Jordan isn't guilty. And Madison's like, yeah, we hope so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Harrison tells the kids they need to have a talk. And Alex tries to defend Jordan, tells them that he had no idea what was in the box. Uh, She tells them about the yacht and asks why they're blaming this whole thing on Jordan. And their dad's like, where was the yacht? So the girls walk them over to the dock. Oh, no, the yacht isn't there anymore. Oh, my God, almost like it's a moving vessel. Right. (laughs) 
And they're like, Champlain is behind this. And their dad's like, okay, let's go find him. And I'm like, um, you're going to track down the antiquities smuggler and do what? Yeah. Make a citizen's arrest. Right. <laughs> so they go to the beach where Champlain's shack has been this whole movie. Nothing is there. Hmm. And Alex tells them that he is behind this and he deserves to be in jail, not Jordan. Maybe they should be in jail together, but that's that's another story that's a for whole another, another day. Movie. Yeah. So they then promptly drop this scheme. The parents are like, all right, that's enough crime solving for today. Time for lunch. Harrison tells his daughters that they're good girls and they let them run around on their own. But, you know, we just had to bail you out of jail. That's not really a typical family activity. So how about just for the rest of the trip, let's just spend time together. Again, no consequences. No. no. They're not in trouble. They're not like we're leaving today. There's no like, hey, you guys need to be more responsible. Like, let's turn this into a learning lesson. It's just like, but our quality time with the family is what it's all about. So later on, Griffin tells the girls that he can't believe they've been turned into leash babies. And Madison asks how they're supposed to clear Jordan's name if they're stuck with their parents. And Allison asks her sister if she believes that Jordan didn't do it. And Madison is like, yeah, it's a major cover up and we need to find Champlain and the yacht. And Alex is like, but what about, what about our parents? And Griffin says, if they always know where their parents are, then they'll never miss an opportunity to escape them. Then we get our first black and white shot <laughs> of Mr. Jordan in Bahamas jail, just like looking like forlorn, mm -hmm. looking confused. How could this happen to me? It, like it looks like a music video, yeah. truly. So Griffin then talks to his sister about this plan that they have devised. And she's like, don't worry, I got it. Basically what they do, like while the parents are lounging by the pool, is that they have this little uh, little CD player, like a little radio playing recorded sounds of the kids hanging out where it's like, hey, Madison, hey, Madison, no oh, what splashing. What an insane oh God, tactic. You're so funny. Woo, like, yay, splish splash, fun in the pool. So they play that, and Alex, Madison, Griffin run off, hop on some scooters, and they're like, let's go find a criminal. To catch mm -hmm. a predator, baby. So <laughs> we get a very long scene of just the parents. Mm -hmm. Everyone's by the pool. Judy looks upset, and Jill's like, hey, what's wrong? And she's like, uh, uh. <laughs> Jill, 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 Jill. I think it's time for us to go home. And Jill's like, Judith. Judy, Judy, Judy. Judith Stewart. When something, Jude, 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 Jude. J Lady. She goes, When something upsets you, you can't just get over it. It's something you have to work through. And Judy's like, Girlfriend, <laughs> take that lab coat off for uno momento. I need a mother, not a shrink. Because all shrinks wear lab coats. <laughs> yeah. 
where's my BFF right now? Where's my gal pal? Yeah. Where's the woman who was at Janine's party when my skirt ripped and she had a paper clip mm-hmm. and she sewed me right back up? Yeah. Who was there, <laughs> bottle of wine in hand when I went through my final breakup before I met the one, Mr. Harrison Stewart, you were? <laughs> Who was there holding back my hair two nights ago <laughs> when I drank one too many kiwi smoothies? <laughs> I need that bitch. <laughs> yeah. She tells her, you know, the girls are 15. And after last night, I want to pull in the reins. Please do. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, you have no reins. <laughs> Buy some. But she sees them growing up so fast. Her her heart says, let them go. <laughs> Just let them be free. To do as they wish. Yeah, yeah. That's sound. And she knows, her brain knows, she needs to be somewhere in the middle. But she just doesn't know how. And I'm like, oh, it's like you've never raised a child <laughs> a day in your life. You're like just now figuring how there has to be a balance between freedom and parenting. Yeah, the, you know, being a friend and being a parent are different things. And Yeah, then- I'm going to tell you right now, my parents were never like, oh, but I just want to let them have a little freedom. They were like, the reins are here. Mm-hmm. The chains will be staying. <laughs> Thank you very much. We are not friends. We're enemies. Not in the actually. least. <laughs> I'm your jailer. <laughs> Um, (laughs) so she asks for her advice because, of course, Griffin is 16. Yeah, off to college. He's had his bar mitzvah three years ago now. He's a man. (laughs) And she's like, Jude, 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 Jude. Mm -hmm. You think me, with my doctorates, my PhD, (laughs) you don't think I'm not going through it as well? (laughs) Every day, I feel like a crazy bitch. <laughs> and <laughs> Judy actually, she's like, I feel crazy. And Jill's like, Lady, if you're crazy, we all are. We're all okay? mad here. Okay. Don't even worry about <laughs> we it. We're all mad here. <laughs> so, you know, they, they agree, at least they seem to be doing well now. Pan over to the radio in a crevice of a rock, <laughs> playing the vague sounds of their children talking and chatting. Yeah, you guys are killing it. Excellent parenting going on here. They're like, thank God we're good at this. Yeah. Thank God. Can you imagine? I love how in – I feel like in every Mary-Kate and Ashley movie, the parents, they are so inept always. Oh no, they have no they're no they are not fit to have kids. No. Someone called child protective services on these people. Oh but yeah, well while these parents are patting themselves on the back for being so great, their children are driving around town looking for champlain. Jordan, meanwhile, in his prison cell, just swiping those bangs to the left and you know contemplating how he got here they then decide to ask someone in town if they've seen champlain and he's like oh yeah i think i saw him walk into the market so they then spot champlain and they chase him 
on foot through the market as he runs away. It's very weird how during this chase scene, they just like intercut almost like stock photos of local <laughs> children. Like they look like a missing, like a, a milk carton yeah. thing. Like this child has gone missing. Yeah. Have you seen them? It's really unsettling, frankly. It. T- yeah. 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 I'm like, what are we insinuating yeah. here? I'm like, did Champlain kidnap these children? Are they involved? Are we just showing? They're just like, it would be locals. good to, to show some locals in the movie. And this is where we're going to do it. And it's like it. a sad photo of a child. Yeah. Very strange. Champlain then climbs a wall, gets on a boat, and he has, you know, escaped the clutches of these children. So, uh... Back at the pool, <laughs> the kids pretend like they've been there the whole time. Where they put the radio, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. So they get up. The parents are like, yeah, like, should we have lunch? Let's meet in five minutes, yada, yada. As they walk away, they talk about the guy on the yacht. And they're like, well, he's clearly rich. Like, you know, maybe he's a collector. And – you know, if there's one uh, antiquity, there will be more. So we need to get Jordan out of the slammer. Cut to Jordan again, looking just forlorn in his in his cell. Do you know what I thought they were gonna do? What? I thought that the collector, the the rich yacht owner, mm-hmm. you know who it could have been, Mister Wallace. Oh, that would have been clever. Yeah, and then you tie it all back together. Right. But no. That doesn't happen. They just were like, oh, the Brianna Wallace plot, it's like they decided during filming that the Brianna Wallace plot wasn't really serving anything. And they were like, what if we right. threw this in? Do a quick rewrite. Uh, Megan Fox, you're good to go. Uh, we don't need any more from you. We got your shots. Yeah, we're solid. And this is going to be what the movie's about now. Maybe they thought, and, like, no shade to Mary Kay and Ashley, but, like, maybe they did think, like, she was stealing the show too much. Mm. That's possible. Because when people talk about this movie, a lot of them are like, oh, yeah, Megan Fox is in that movie. So. Right. Who's to say? But. So we then go to lunch. Uh, Harrison asks, hey, where's Keegan? And Jill says, oh, there's a there's a Teletubbies marathon on. And he's surprised because that seems, you know, a little bit childish for her. And Jill is like, oh, she loves it. She says it reminds her of her youth. So I'm like, get her to a therapist's office. Yeah, get her in a gifted child program and away <laughs> from me. <laughs> so Alex then pretends to have some tummy issues. She's like, oh, I'm not feeling so well. Like... Yeah, Alex pretends to shit herself to get out of do you mind? <laughs> they <laughs> go to the bathroom together. They're like, oh, yeah. while we're got Griffin, maybe go get some Pepto from the gift shop for us. And he's like, yeah, no problem, ladies. I got you. So off he goes. And Jill is like, wow, that's so sweet that they're working together. To catch a felon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Judy and Harrison are like, well, we know our kids are lying. Are we going to do anything about it? Pfft. No, that would require that would require rains. We don't have those. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't pack those. No. So as they go to find the yacht, 
Griffin kisses Madison and she's like, oh my gosh, what was that for? And he's like, just in case I don't get another chance. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So they head to the dock, but they don't see the yacht. And Madison thinks she sees the yacht, but Griffin is like, no, the the yacht that we were on has a, a different name, a different flag. But she's like, no, this is the right one. Just boards the boat. Just gets right on that sucker. And inside, she turns on the stereo. It's the same song that was playing the night that she was on the yacht. They turned on the music. So ding, ding, ding. Mm -hmm. It's the same yacht. Yeah. So once they've confirmed this, they go back to the restaurant as everyone is finishing their meal. And Alex is like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I just kept throwing up in the bathroom. And her mom is like, hey, maybe don't tell us that. We don't need to know, but are you feeling better? And Alex is like, no, not really. And so Harrison suggests that she lay down in bed. And Madison's like, yeah, I'll watch after her. Like, we're going to go back to our room. So they go and Judy asks Harrison if he believes them. And he's like, no. She's like, yeah, me neither. And Chad is confused. He's like, you still trust them after everything? And he's just like, yeah. Yeah, why not? (laughs) They're just doing their thing. (laughs) They're just doing their thing. They're just living their truth. Don't worry about it. He literally just goes, hmm. Yeah. 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 I do. Were they in jail a mere 12 (gasps) hours ago? Some may say yes. Yeah, they were. Um, but they're good kids. <laughs> so. so they go to the precinct and they're like, hey, we found the boat where Jordan picked up the tackle box and the rods. Like, we need you to check it out. Like, that is who is stealing antiquities. And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Not today. <laughs> and they do say that the boat belongs to Mark Saxon. Just it's an insanely inconsequential person yeah, yeah. who happens to be like rich, I guess. Apparently a very powerful man in these waters. Do you know who they've already set up who is very rich and a very powerful man in these waters? Mr. Wallace. It's right there. Just make it Brianna's dad. Mr. Wallace. Oh, yeah. I was also like Alex and Madison's dad. Yeah, true. (laughs) But yes, yeah, definitely him. And so they're like, also, BT dubs, we have search and seizure laws like any country (laughs) would. We can't just board a boat with like no search warrant, no proof. Mm Mm-hmm. And Alex tells them it is filled with smuggled antiquities. And he's like, without hard evidence, my hands are tied. <laughs> like, yeah, I need a freaking clue, babe. Mm-hmm. So as they leave, Alex says, if they can't board the ship without a reason, I'll give them a reason. Mm-hmm. I've got a plan. Oh, what's the plan? Stealing the fucking yacht. <laughs> So, yeah, they board and they just steal it. Like, they steal it. Literally, Griffin hops on that steering wheel, sailing through the harbor, 
And he's they said hopped off the boat in the Bahamas yeah, with a dream with my jeans in my cardigan. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, is it a dream yeah, in my cardigan? With a dream in my oh cardigan. My yeah. And uh, yeah, so they're they're just going for a little joy ride. Eventually, the police do start following them. Mm-hmm. But Madison is like, oh. Joy didn't even think about it. We should actually find the evidence so that when they board <laughs> the boat, it it won't just lead to us getting arrested. Right. So they start frantically looking through, trying to find any evidence, starting with the kitchen drawers, because that's where you hide all your precious antiques. Right. The police do eventually catch up to them, and Griffin has to stop the boat. He can't outrun them forever. And the girls are like, oh, no, he stopped the boat. And they're still looking around for the evidence. They're like, how could he? I'm like, he wants to go to college. Yeah. He wants to go home. Like, he doesn't I'm Princeton wa- bound, babes. I gotta go. <laughs> so <laughs> what ends up happening, though, is that Madison trips over, not trips, Madison tips over a mask on display and reveals a hidden shelf of all these stolen antiquities just as the police officers board the boat. We never even get any background to the history of the antiquities or why in the Bahamas this would be something like there's no history of the Bahamas just as a nation. Nothing. So they take in Mr. Saxon. We never see his face. Mm -hmm. And Jordan is released from prison. And the parents come to the precinct. The policeman tells them they should be proud of their children. They're heroes. God. Sure. So Alex turns around to her dad and says, we were wondering if next year, dot, dot, dot. And Madison says to camera, I guess this won't be the last family vacation. And the screen fades to black, but then it comes back. And Ashley tells Mary Kate there's been a rewrite in the script. And she's like, script, script, can I get a script? And they give her the script. She looks at it and she's like, okay, got it, got it. And they regroup and the director's like, action. And Mary Kate says, we hope next year's trip is as good as the last family vacation. And they cut. Everyone hugs. And backstage, Billy Aaron Brown, who played Scott, goes up to Megan Fox, who obviously played Brianna Wallace, and he's like, you did a great job. And the actor who played – Okay, he even like asks her out. He's like, oh, he's like, do you live in the valley? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, we should totally hang out sometime. Like, let me give you my cell. (laughs) Like, this is – ends up being her whole career is like men fawning over her. But – Absolutely. Yeah. Like – This other actor, the actor who plays the twins' mom, calls her agent. She's like, you've been my agent for how long? Ten years? I've never complained to you. This movie was cute, but it was 100% Mary-Kate and Ashley. Who got all the close-ups? Not me. Who got all the cute costumes? Not me. Then the other parents, like uh, Jill and Chad, like give their props back. And – the guy who played Chad is Jeff Altman. He's like, oh, where's Marcus? And Wendy Shaw, who played Jill, is like, oh, he went straight back to the airport to go see his family. 
Cut to him gambling his watch. <laughs> Fucking playing craps in the, in the corner, like, <laughs> yeah. with the uh, extras. Like, oh, my God. And then the twins, like, talk to the director, and, and he's like, you know, it's been a great movie. Like, thank you so much for this opportunity, ladies. And then they walk off, and they're like, where should we shoot our next film? Well, before that, they're like, we have to get rid of him. Like, he missed so many oh, shots. Yeah. I was like, damn. <laughs> And I'm I'm like, high key, like, you should fire him. Yeah. Well, I think that it's like the – I don't know if it's the director that they're supposedly talking to or like the cinematographer, like the cameraman. Yeah, or like the DP or something. Yeah, because she's like, the director said he missed like at least 15 shots or something. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Um, Yeah. yeah. So the twins go back to this like – Indiana Jones coded room. Right. <laughs> with like a fucking map on the they wall. They go to the Temple of Doom, uh, <laughs> aka their office. And Mary Kate is like, You always get to pick the location. Like, I want to turn. And she's like, Okay, fine this time. And she's like, I'll cherish the moment forever. And like, throws a dart at the map. And we don't see where it lands. Mm hmm insane that they end the movie like this i don't know why they did that (laughs) it doesn't make any sense it's so weird make this like a credit scene like have this playing while the credits are rolling but give the movie an actual end right instead of this weird meta breaking the fourth wall children are heroes i can't wait for our next family (laughs) mary kate there was a rewrite I'm going to gamble. Like, what the what? fuck is happening? Yeah. This woman's yelling at her agent. It's just crazy. I don't know if they were trying to make this, like, a foray into more adult films with Mary-Kate right. and Ashley, but it did not work. No, it was so weird. And I guess because they had done, like, quite a few movies in this, like, you know, Mary-Kate and Ashley around the globe series because they had done Passport to Paris, um, Winning London, and Our Lips Are Sealed at this point, mm-hmm. which is set in Sydney. So they're like, hey, we've done enough of these that we can acknowledge that we're creating some sort of cinematic universe here. I guess. And like also, obviously, Mary-Kate and Ashley as kids used to be known for like solving like being like detectives and yeah. solve crimes and I'm like okay but like only in the last 15 minutes of the movie yeah it's it's a really weird ending I don't know where it came from we also don't even see Jordan get freed from prison which is hysterical to me <laughs> but they're like wow you saved him but he's like still just chilling in his cell yeah so I have like a couple thoughts about this movie. I will say it's very entertaining as as poorly made as it is. I was thoroughly entertained, so I will give it that. Like I was having mm-hmm. a fun time. I feel like they maybe somewhere along the way they thought that like the no plot just vibes of like girlies hanging out with cute boys on vacation wasn't enough. And that's why they added the like antiquity storyline at the very mm-hmm. end because sure. in my mind there's no way in which the script was initially written with that plot line to happen so late in the film yeah 
it just doesn't make any sense. No. Um, and then that coupled with the long form ad. Yes. The poor like script, like really bad script. Mm-hmm. And the crazy camera, like not even bad, yeah. but just like otherworldly. <laughs> yeah. The insane choices that were being made mm-hmm. with the the camera angles was pretty shocking to see. Because, like, obviously, you know, we've seen – if you look, compare this to Passport to Paris, that's not the best movie I've ever seen either. But, like, structurally it made more sense. Passport to Paris? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Like, there was a plot. Things came together in a way that was – logical Mm -hmm. here it's just like they couldn't decide what they wanted it to be and i would rather that they just went for the no plot all vibes yeah you gotta go one way or the other and even if they had just made the love interests more interesting that could have been Mm -hmm. its own plot yeah they could have easily created actual conflict in the Brianna, Alex, Jordan love triangle, but instead it's not even a love triangle. It's just Alex and Jordan are locked in on each other initially, and Brianna is there for like a couple scenes. Yeah. But I'm like, the potential to create something a little more juicy. I mean, clearly he's an idiot, so maybe he would have gotten seduced by her. In some way. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the catch is, but like mm-hmm. there, there are a million and one ways to improve the plot of this movie. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I did have fun. I can't deny. I had fun. <laughs> yeah. I had fun. Something I really love and I can appreciate now that the style is like back is mm-hmm. their outfits in this movie. Kind yeah. of fire. Oh, yeah. They look great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would totally wear, like, I wouldn't say 90% of the outfits that they wear in this film. Mm-hmm. I won't be drinking a smoothie while doing <laughs> it, but yeah. And also, like, it always feels weird when something is set, for example, you know, this movie being set in the Bahamas and then, like, not actually honoring the local culture or, like, oh, trying to, all. but not in a, mm-hmm. you know, not in any real way. way. Yeah. Definitely. And I think that's highlighted when they go into town Mm -hmm. and have a fucking weird montage where they're chasing him and just like the mugshot picture of the kids. Um, And also just none of the actors who seem like they could be local – Mm-hmm. Like like the police officers or like when they're in town, they're like, have you seen this man? Yeah. Are integrated into the story. No. So that's like kind of lame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can't say it's my favorite in the right. Mary-Kate and Ashley canon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am glad to have watched it. I did laugh a lot. So <laughs> there was yeah. that. I did too. I did have a good time watching it. Yeah. Um, I want to do like a movie marathon mm, with yeah. some of their travel films. Well, I feel like if you get the DVD that I bought. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll just have to go to Toronto. Yeah. I'll, I'll bring it next time I'm in town and we can we can do a little marathon. Oh, my God. Do like a themed cocktail for each movie. We must. 
That would be so fun. Wow, guys, if anybody does that, uh, tell us what you made. Or like themed snacks for the Ooh. location that they're in. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to have one of those parties where everyone brings a tray. Yes, a board but like party. themed. Yeah. It's like one person's like, oh, Clueless. And they have, I don't know. I'm going to pick a movie. <laughs> like, what's in LA? <laughs> um, and one of the movies is like Frozen. And they have like little, what are they, Swedish, Norwegian? Yeah, Scandinavian. Scandinavian. They have little Scandinavian treats. Yeah. Or like uh, Hillary Duff or Lindsay, Jesus Christ. Lizzie McGuire movie, Italian food. Oh, a cheese wheel. Yeah. A giant cheese wheel. Gelato. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Some biscotti, maybe. Ah. Little cookies. Yeah. Espresso. <laughs> Espresso. <laughs> but yeah, you could do Passport to Paris. You can do some French food, get a baguette, get some yes. cheese. Um, yeah. I don't really know what you would do for Our Lips Are Sealed. I don't know what like australian cuisine would be necessarily maybe like Mm, some shrimp shrimp on the barbie (laughs) (laughs) seafood so Um, sorry to the australians in the audience yeah when in rome easy uh winning london some fish and chips perhaps Mm -hmm. new york minute some uh, pretzels oh bagel bagel tray that'd be cute hot dog tray gross (laughs) do like a little bagel tray and get all different types of cream cheese Ooh, that'd be cute yeah some locks and capers on there yeah delish anyways i'm hungry (laughs) anyways uh we should rate this movie before we before we log off um what are (sighs) you rating this film i mean don't get me wrong entertaining i have to give it a four yeah it's gonna it's gonna be i'm gonna give it a 4.5 go off yeah just slightly above slightly below average mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where this one is landing for me but i do feel like we should have a separate ranking for the mary kate and ashley movies once we yeah. do them all Ooh, yeah you know kind of place like a them definitive in order. ranking yeah 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 definitely because i'm like they can't be compared to other films they're their own. <laughs> They're in their own category. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, if you're in Canada and you would like to watch this movie, uh, you must purchase the four DVD box set on Amazon. It arrived very quickly, I will say. That's good. And I think it was like $18 for four movies, which is not a bad deal. And then That's you own them forever. Deal. So um, I own this movie now. Yeah, which I bought for fifteen U.S. dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> Off of iTunes. That's shocking. I know. Business expense. Um, literally. <laughs> so, if anyone wants to, <laughs> I think that'll be my letterboxed review. I yeah. own this movie now. Yeah. If anyone wants your iTunes login to watch this movie. <laughs> please <laughs> oh my gosh well we hope you enjoyed this yeah. episode if you want a little more content you can always uh find us on instagram it's movies that raised us you can find us on twitter at mtru underscore pod you can follow us on tiktok at movies that raised us pod and you can always send us a good old-fashioned email to movies that raised us at gmail.com
Yes, and we will see you next week for another movie. Mm-hmm. I'm Mo. And I'm Christina, and our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.